we go, everybody. Is this thing on? I can't even tell, but I think it is. How are you doing? This is Robin O'Neill, and you're listening to me reading stuff, a podcast where I read you stuff and try to keep it under 10 minutes, although that hasn't happened for a while. Ever since I've been feeling a bit more healthy, I'm on a roll. I want to talk nonstop, and I like it that way. Oh, Frankie, do you hear her? You might not be able to hear her because of the uh, intro music. My um, royalty-free, dark hip-hop music. You guys sick of this stuff yet? You, you guys sick of my intro song? Or yes or no? Answer that question. Actually, let's go ahead and go into questions. I haven't asked you guys enough questions lately, if you ask me. <laughs> and you didn't. Okay, what is your... I've asked this before, but I love asking it. What is your favorite outside temperature? What do you love it to be outside? Do you guys remember mine? Mine is, Frankie does, she's meowing, right? (laughs) She said 59 degrees, and that is correct. I like it when it's 59 degrees. Anything higher than that is getting a little too hot for me. Uh, I hate heat, and I love cold, but 59 is perfect, in my opinion. Frankie, whoa. Uh, What do you like better, basements or attics? That's a good question. Uh, for sure, I love basements. If you didn't grow up in a place with basements, um, you know what? Shame on you. <laughs> you should all move to the Midwest or wherever. Where, are, where, where else has basements other than the Midwest? I don't know. I don't know, but I, I'm telling you, basements are very cool. They have both make-out potential and hoarding potential. Uh, they have secret potential. Pr- potential potential, which can be both negative or positive. So I like the variety it it leads us to. Uh, Basements are cozy and dark and usually contain, uh, well, they did in my life in Nebraska, TVs and couches and blankets, and they're colder. They're colder than the rest of the house. So that's fun. Okay. If you, speaking of that, okay, if you were a room in a house, in a home, what room do you think you would be? Um, sadly, I think I would be the bathroom. I would be the, the group bathroom. You know, like the, if, there's a, if it's a bigger home and there's a bathroom that's not like a private bathroom on the master, you know, bedroom, I'm the one that everybody has to go to. That, that's, that's how I feel about myself. I don't know what that means, but I definitely know that's how I feel. I'm, the, I'm not a public restroom. I'm, I am a restroom in a home. But I'm the most trafficked, you know? Okay, um, lastly, <laughs> Frankie, <laughs> you can also hear my uh, dryer. I'm doing laundry. Lastly, how clean are your fingernails right now? I just noticed I had mustard under my fingernail, and uh, I haven't had mustard for a day. So that means it didn't come from this morning. It's already 11 a.m. Um, that's gross. So also, better yet, are you satisfied with your personal hygiene? Yes or no? Look, we're all adults here listening to this, most of us anyway. Um, Do you feel like you've got that under control, or do you disgust yourself a little bit? Be honest with me. Do you take a shower every day? Do you believe cleanliness is next to godliness, even if you don't believe in God? Because I do. I do believe cleanliness is next to godly, godliness, um, no matter what my higher power is, which I do have one. Um, I really do. And, but, but am I satisfied with my personal hygiene? 
I would say I'm 82.3% satisfied with my personal hygiene. I've got some issues. Obviously, this mustard that's still under my fingernail from some turkey burger. Frankie! This cat is out of control. You can't handle it, huh? All right, you guys, I'm going to be reading somebody who I don't think I've ever read on the podcast. Have I? Have I read Charles Baudelaire? I doubt it, because although we all know he's good and um, a brilliant human being, by the way, French poet, art critic, essayist, 1821 to 1867. Um, The reason I haven't read him, if I haven't, which that's funny if I did, and I don't think I did, but um, it's because he's sort of this kind of art school... Sorry, I had to cut out there. Art, he's an art school, he's kind of art school jerk-off material, to be crass about it. And everybody loves him, and I, I don't know. Me being somebody who didn't really love being in art school, even though I'm an artist, I, I, I'm not turned off by him, because everything I've read of his I really appreciate in one way or another. But anyway, I'm going to be reading from his most kind of important book, The Flowers of Evil which I will put a link in the description of the podcast so that you can know where to get it or check it out at your local library. Um, The translation is by William Aguilar. I don't know how to say this guy's name. A-G-G-E-L-E-R. Again, we were talking about Charles Baudelaire, and this is Spleen. I have more memories than if I'd lived a thousand years. A heavy chest of drawers cluttered with balance sheets, processes, love letters, verses, ballads, and heavy locks of hair enveloped in receipts, hides fewer secrets than my gloomy brain. It is a pyramid, a vast burial vault which contains more corpses than potter's field. I am a cemetery abhorred by the moon, in which long worms crawl like remorse and constantly harass my dearest dead. I am an old boudoir full of withered roses where lies a whole litter of old-fashioned dresses where the plaintive pastels and the pale bouchers alone breathe in the fragrance from an opened file. Nothing is so long as those limping days when under the heavy flakes of snowy years, ennui, the fruit of dismal apathy, becomes as large as immortality. Henceforth, you are no more, O living matter, than a block of granite surrounded by vague terrors, dozing in the depths of a hazy Sahara, an old sphinx ignored by a heedless world, omitted from the map whose savage nature sings only in the rays of a setting sun. I mean, come on. Maybe all these art school assholes are right. It's pretty amazing. And I have somebody somebody to thank for that reading, actually, because I was reminded of it due to my good friend. Sorry, I had to edit it because my uh, alarm just went off for my dryer. But um, my good friend Tyler Bright Hilton, an incredible artist uh, who lives in Canada and is from Canada, who makes etchings that I just kind of, this sounds gross, but drool over. Very, very, very into Tyler's work. I will, I've talked about him on here before, but I'm going to put another link to his website and various other things. Check out his Instagram. Anyway, he reminded me of something that I had forgotten about, which is the photographer Sally Mann um, lived in uh, the same town as Cy Twombly did for six months out of the year. Cy Twombly, it's Lexington, Kentucky, I believe. Nope, it was not Lexington. It was, it's Lexington, Virginia. 
I, I like to use that little radio sting to edit myself in when I say something stupid. Uh, there's a lot of stupid things I'm about to say, geographically speaking. So let me just prep you for that now. And I'll get back to my talking about Sally Mann and Cy Twombly now. And I remember being obsessed with the images Sally Mann took of Cy Twombly's studio there. But Tyler sent me very... Um, he knew very well that I would be obsessed with this interview from the New York uh, Public Library podcast. Sally Mann talking about Cy Twombly and her experiences with him and, and taking those photographs. So um, I'll put a link to that as well if any of you are interested. Cy Twombly is a hero of mine. Um, I love Sally Mann as well. I love that documentary about her, which I forget the name of right now, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll find it and then I'll link that as well. I'll just link the whole thing. And for those of you that are not into art and don't know anything I'm talking about, I apologize, but um, if you live in Houston and you've never been to the Cy Twombly Gallery, it's a museum dedicated to his work, and I have to tell you, it is very, 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 very important to me. So, in fact, I had my first Stendhal experience there in one of the rooms at the Cy Twombly Gallery, and I, uh, if you don't know what Stendhal syndrome is, I can also um, tell you all about that, but... In short, it's when you are crying uncontrollably or so moved that you don't even really know what's happening to you because of something that is so beautiful to you that you basically freak the fuck out. And that's what happened to me at the Cy Twombly Gallery when I was 15 or 16 years old. 16, I think. Uh, my friend Shelby drove me down from Grapevine, Texas, and we went to look at art, and little did I know that I would... It's basically a panic attack due to beauty. So there's that. If you didn't know that, I'm excited to have shared that with you. What else do I need to say right now, you guys? Um, oh, I wanted to thank, first of all, you guys can all follow me on Instagram and Twitter if you feel like it. I'm at R-O-B-Y-N underscore O-N-E-I-L. I'm always around, um, and I love hearing from you. I love, some, whoever you are, my, my Spanish friend, I believe you're in Spain, who is so smart and has such great, you're so much younger than me. I don't even know how young you are, but you're, you, you look very young, and you're, but you have the most interesting images on your Instagram. And I don't know your real name. I only know your Instagram name, but you, and you're on Twitter. Anyway, you, Spanish friend, who talked about how you too have acne scars and that I'm your personal Brad Pitt. <laughs> because if you guys didn't hear, I said, I'm sometimes comforted by the fact that Brad Pitt also has acne scars like me because it seems like nobody, nobody who's, you know, in movies or TV or anything has acne scars. And it, you know, obviously I feel ugly for the acne scars anyway. They're, they're not, it's not like, how could they ever be attractive? They're just not. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry to those of you who share this with me, but anyway, I, I think I've told you guys this. I used to think about people with perfect skin as people who don't think about anything. <laughs> that was my way of getting through this. Anyway, hey, fellow acne scar person in Spain or Italy, I, I'm so sorry. I don't know where you're from. I, I just kind of piece it together. Maybe you're from Brazil. I think you're from Brazil now that I'm thinking about it. How embarrassing. I just don't know because there's a lot of people who I you know, follow and love on Instagram and Twitter, but they all kind of collide for me. So you, you could be in Nebraska, you could be in North Dakota, you could be in Japan. I, you know, you're all the same to me in that you're all wonderful human beings. So I apologize, <laughs> acne-scarred friend 
You don't look like you have acne scars, by the way. So anyway, I wanted to thank Amy Toludo, who I love. I'll also link her, another fellow artist who I did not know until recently. And she came to my event in New York and I loved meeting her. And she's the one, if you guys follow me on Instagram again, I posted um, an image of her zine uh, or several images of her zine, which was that I think it's called Art is Hard. And it is so good with her drawings of various famous artists with their quotes um, related to how difficult it is to be an artist. And anyway, Amy Toludo, she hopped on iTunes and wrote me a review, and I haven't had a review in a long time, so that felt really good. And she called me the Tim Gunn of the art literature world, art slash lit world. So thank you for that. I can't even imagine why, but I love Tim Gunn, so I am excited. I can see Tim Gunn and I having a TV show, to be honest with you. Can't you see that? I don't know. There's something about it. <laughs> I've always thought I needed a TV show eventually, and I don't know what it is, but once Amy wrote in her iTunes review about Tim Gunn, I kind of thought, ooh, I'm going to, let me reach out to Tim Gunn. Let's get a TV show started. I, I'm sure, you know, obviously he's busy. He's got other things going on, but whatever. All right. Um, maybe that sounds conceited. I don't know. I don't mean it in a conceited way. I was going to read you guys some more. I was going to read you a Mary Rufel, but I'll save that for another day. And we'll leave it with Charles here, Mr. Mr. Charles Baudelaire, on me reading stuff. I love you guys. Take great care of yourselves. Drink lots of water. Cross the street carefully. Uh, when you're in a parking garage, do not trust anybody. They're all out to get you. Look, look, lock, that, lock your car doors immediately. And by the way, when you're driving home at night, If you sense that somebody's following you, do not go home. You go the opposite direction. You drive right to the police station. That's what my grandma taught me. And have I done it? Hell yeah, I have. Uh, Speed limits. You know what? Do your thing. I'm not really concerned about speed limits except on uh, roads where there's a lot of children. Uh, I feel like adults need to look out for themselves when they're crossing the street anyway. Um, I've almost gotten hit a million times here in Beverly Hills because nobody gives a shit if you're a pedestrian. But if you're in your car, I don't mind a little speeding. I like to speed, so go for it. I've only gotten one speeding ticket, by the way. Uh, there's a man wandering through the street that I'm looking at outside my studio like a maniac with his arms in the air. And he's not in trouble, but he's just being strange. And everybody's just kind of dealing with it and, and kind of weaving around him. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Because I'm afraid you're going to get hurt. This is uh, traffic reporting and safety tips from Robin O'Neill. I love you guys so much. Have a great weekend. It's the weekend. Sorry I missed yesterday. I had to go to a memorial service. I'll talk about that another time. Um, But seriously, rest in peace, Dick Joy, the kindest human being I've ever met. I will miss you. He met his wife because he saved her from a shark attack in Malibu. He was a lifeguard, and he saved his wife from a shark attack. That's how they met. Take that world. Good luck, all of you out there looking for love. You cannot top Dick Joy's story of saving his wife from a shark attack. Again, that's how they met. Can you imagine meeting that way? Anyway, I gotta go. I love you guys. Goodbye.